If you're like me, the first thing you do when traveling is check out what's happening with the local food scene, right? And as I've been planning my big book tour and live podcast tapings all around the country, man, I am very excited to eat my way across the nation. There's Atlanta, there's Miami, and so many more. Going to local restaurants gives you a great taste of that place. And if you pay your bill with the Delta Sky Miles Platinum Amex, you get double miles at restaurants. Getting a taste of local food is the best way to get to know the local culture. And if you travel, you know that's how it's done. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. I am extremely excited about what's going on at Whole Foods Market right now. It is the Taste the Mediterranean sales event, a store-wide, flavor-packed journey of regionally-inspired selections. Save on Mediterranean-inspired flavors like Parmigiano-Reggiano, Charcuterie, Whole Branzino, Sustainable Wild-Caught Sockeye Salmon. Right now, they're on sale at Whole Foods, okay? Wines from the sun-soaked vineyards of Spain, Greece, and Italy start at just $8.99. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Can we go all the way to Smithtown just to see Cascatelli on a shelf in a store? Because that would be cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, it's going to be in stores soon, and I think it will be really exciting when what? we actually see it on a shelf. Are we going to buy some? I don't I'm know. just going to sit there and watch it be on the shelf and, like, act like we Daddy. have no idea what it is. No, we can take some pictures with it. <laughs> we can, and yes, then we can buy some. How much should we buy? Uh, I'll let the half. Well, but then we won't be leaving any for anyone else. Lifetime supply of Cascatelli. <laughs> it's like weird. It's just like every single time somebody invents a food who has like any family is like just like us. And so there's so many foods in the world, right? But most of them don't have the names on it. So like obviously you never know. They could be alive. They could not be alive. Like maybe like when you see like let's say broccoli in the supermarket. It doesn't say who created it on it. And then you, there's the creator, the person who created broccoli, standing in front of it. You wouldn't even know. This is The Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. I'm Dan Pashman. Each week on our show, we obsess about food to learn more about people. Today, we're bringing you an update on Mission Impossible, my three-year quest to invent a new pasta shape, actually get it made, and actually sell it. If you haven't heard of the original series, I highly recommend listening to that and our first update from back in April before you listen to this one. Okay, let's get back in the saddle. That tape you heard at the start of the show is from just a few weeks ago. We'll make our way to that part of the story. But right now, we're going to pick up where we left off at the end of our last update back in April. My pasta had gone viral. The online wait for Cascatelli had grown to three months. And my partners at the pasta company's Fellini were having trouble getting enough boxes to put the pasta in. Meanwhile, I had some very big decisions to make about what to do with Cascatelli as a business. Now that it was clear, it's going to be around for a while. In June, I check in with Steve and Scott, the co-founders of Sfolini. Sfolini is a perfect case study for all the COVID-related issues that so many businesses are dealing with. They did just get a big shipment of boxes in, so that problem is solved for now, but they're still struggling to find workers at their factory in upstate New York. Here's Scott. I hired five people that never showed up on their first day. You're kidding. Yeah. Like, they accepted the job, and you said, okay, start on this date, and they said, okay, and then they just never came? Yeah. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I talked to somebody on the phone wanted directions so that he could come for his interview and he just never even showed up after he gave him directions. <laughs> Maybe you gave him bad directions. Maybe he's still looking for the office, Scott. 
Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it just happens too much. It's crazy. And right. Wow. They don't even answer your calls afterwards to tell you if they took something else or just changed their mind or they just ignore you. It's just been tough. The second issue Folini's facing, their equipment is maxed out. Right now, they can run their pasta-making machine for seven hours a day, which gets them 5,000 pounds of cascatelli. Now you say, why not just run the machine longer, make more? Well, they only have so many dryers for that pasta to go into once it's made. When the dryers are full, they have to wait until the next day to empty them. So they need more dryers, and then they need more packing machines to put the dried pasta into boxes, or they'll have a bottleneck at that part of the process. But supply chain issues around the world are making it very difficult to get what they need. Computer chips and motors have long lead times. Cargo shipping is delayed, and the cost of materials is skyrocketing. Steve's got all the equipment picked out, and we're just trying to finish all the financing arrangements for it. And then it's hard the uh, because of all these supply chain issues. The estimates only last a few days, and then they say they're void, and you have to get it reestimated again because they're, they're going to keep charging more and more. <laughs> uh. All told, Folini is planning to spend about $750,000 on new machines, including two new dryers. Steve says taking out the loans for these upgrades is a risk. We're like building all these things to up our capacity. But then, you know, once you have those things in place, you got to keep that capacity. When the equipment's on, it's making you money. That's a good thing. You want to keep it running as much as possible. Right. So if you're not selling enough pasta to use all that extra equipment, it's a problem. Yeah. But if you do, but if you can, then you can make more money than you were making before, and it's good. Exactly. Yeah. So finding a way to crank out more pasta is a big focus right now, but it's not the only one. Scott and Steve are also trying to think about how we can get Cascatelli into stores and on restaurant menus. They're taking the lead on this since they already deal with that part of the industry for their other pastas. Unless you're Coca-Cola or Barilla, it can be very hard to get a new product on supermarket shelves. Svolini was making pasta for years before they even tried to get it into a major grocery chain. Once they started trying, it took them another full year to get in. Most stores want to see that your product is already selling well in other stores. At this point in the summer, Cascatelli is still only online. The stores don't care about that. But there are other stores that are more daring and want the, want the new items first. So we're really trying to target those stores. Uh, we have certain stores we perform really well in. That's our first target, is to try to get Cascatelli into those locations we're already in. If those faster-moving stores say yes, even they will take months to start carrying the pasta. I'm starting to realize that this industry is not made for impatient people. People like me. I asked Scott and Steve what the last few months have been like for them. It's been super exciting. I think what it, the process over the last few months is uh, the whole online surge in selling had taught us a lot of lessons that we need to address on, uh, on our e-commerce site. So we've been really focused on trying to streamline and make sure we can get everything working properly for the future. We're always, we were excited that Cascatelli took off, but, uh, you know, we, we were running a factory every day. So, and besides Cascatelli, we've had a lot of other increase in business. Thanks largely to Cascatelli, sales of Spolini's other pastas are up 29% from the same time last year. Uh, you know, we've been just trying to balance everything. You, you haven't had a whole lot of time to, like, pour glasses of champagne and celebrate, is what you're telling me. Uh, not, not a lot, no. While the Spolini guys are laying groundwork for the future, I need to do the same. I like them a lot. Clearly, they make excellent pasta and they're great to work with. But 
I think there's potential to do something with Cascatelli beyond what I've done with them. It's like I set out to build a nice little sailboat and I ended up with a cruise ship. That's amazing. Now I have to figure out what direction to steer it in and start turning that way. For the sake of simplicity, I basically have two options. Option one, invest huge amounts of time and money into building a sporkful brand pasta company. Launch other shapes, maybe launch whole other foods. This would require getting investors and possibly no longer doing this podcast. This option is the most work and the most risk, but it's also the most potential profit. This is the option where, if things go really well, maybe I sell the company in 10 years for $100 million or whatever. Or maybe it crashes and burns. Option two is licensing. I can license the shape to other companies and let them make it and sell it under their own brands. Less work, less risk, less stress, but also less potential profit. And since I'm not making the pasta myself, less control over quality. After a lot of thought and conversations with anyone who would give me advice, I've made a decision. I call up my old friend, the pasta dye maker, Chris Maldari. How's everything going? Good. You know, we're doing all right. I'm trying to squeeze my golf in. And somebody told me a long time ago that you have to squeeze a little bit of retirement into every day. Yeah. Well, I, I, I took my kids to play tennis for an hour yesterday afternoon. I guess that was my, my retirement. No, that's not retirement. <laughs> that, that's a different kind of enjoyment, but it's not retirement. Um, <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I miss those days. How old are your kids now? Ten and eight. Yeah. See, I, I miss that time like crazy. Chris regales me with stories about his kids and the time he was on Howard Stern to talk about his line of erotic pasta shapes. It was served at Chuck Norris's bachelor party. <laughs> Eventually, we get down to business. After a lot of consideration and, and more discussions and just sort of taking time to see how the things are starting to play out, I think that for right now, I'm going to go with the licensing option. Right, so that's fine. So... Let's face it, one of our biggest concerns here, other than, you know, you seeing out your dream, is paying for your kids' college education and your wife not getting mad at you. So I think that's a good choice. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I know, so, so this is like the least amount of work, lowest lift, but also least risk, um, and I think can still do well financially. Right. Um, and it lets me keep doing my podcast and keep going to play tennis with my kids when they get home from school. The last time we spoke, you were you were felt pretty positively about the licensing, but your big concern was how do I maintain quality? Do you have any further thoughts on that? What should I be doing to maintain quality? My my concern with the quality wasn't so much um, other companies making this this product. My concern was watering down the licensing so much that you have a mom and pop place pumping out Casatelli in with no guidelines. Right. It sounds like part of what you're saying is like, keep that group small. Keep the group small and you have to vet them very carefully. Okay. I think that another thing that I can do to help maintain quality is to make sure that anybody who wants to make Cascatelli has to get the dye from you. And well, Giovanni. That, that listen, that that's always you know, that's always the correct choice. <laughs> <laughs> All kidding aside, Chris says that because he knows everyone in the industry, he can tell me what companies will make good partners. Any other thoughts or advice as I as I sort of do more you know, think more about how to how to license to however many companies I do? Well, uh, I would say you're trying to divide it into the different categories of pasta. Right? Meaning um, something like gluten-free or something like organic or, you know, that kind of stuff. 
In other words, Chris is saying that instead of telling a bunch of companies to just go make Cascatelli, I can offer each company something a little different. One could have an exclusive license to make a gluten-free Cascatelli. Another could have an exclusive license to make it in Europe, and so on. So if you, if you have these different categories and you can license it out more to more companies, not to the point where it's 20 companies, but to the point where instead of one or two, it's maybe four or five, that's where you can maximize your, you know, your, your benefit. And then Chris has one more bit of advice for me. While you still have things in a, you know, going in a hot way, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this to you, but I would try to come up with another shape. Hmm. I never thought I would say that to you. <laughs> what about the idea of a totally different food? Like, like, what if I were to invent a different shape of tortilla chips or something? <clears throat> mm, I mean, tortillas, are, you know. I like the idea of getting away from pasta because I feel like a second pasta shape feels predictable. And I understand from the business perspective, like maybe – that's like the lowest hanging fruit. But I also kind of feel like I like the idea of doing something that feels like more of a challenge as opposed to like, oh, he just went to cash in on a second shape because he thought he could sell it because the first one sold. My answer would be yes. <laughs> yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, maybe next year. Right now, my focus is still on Cascatelli. One of the questions I've been getting a lot is like, oh, can someone else rip off your shape? And I said, well, they can't copy my exact shape, but it wouldn't surprise me to see other companies saying, hey, this guy showed us that there's a hunger out there in general for new and different shapes. We should invent some other shapes. And I could see this cre like leading to a trend of a bunch of new shapes being created. Like, is that possible? Oh, it's, 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 uh, it's happening. I mean, I've gotten, since yours, I've gotten calls from different companies looking to invent their own shape. Really? Mm -hmm. And it's, it has nothing to do with copying your shape. Right. It's the concept of coming up with a new shape. Yes, you heard correctly. As we speak, other pasta companies that Chris cannot name are actively working on their own inventions. I guess my tombstone will have to include the word trendsetter. As we continue talking, Chris tells me about other shapes that have come into fashion over the years. Penne was like the chic shape. Everybody wanted penne, right? You'd go into a, a restaurant and the waiter just couldn't get enough of saying penne every time. <laughs> right. Now it's cavatappi is, is the shape. Now everything's cavatappi. So here's the test. What's the difference between penne and, and cavatappi? Well, cavatappi is more interesting. It does more different things. It, it, it's got it's got a corkscrew shape. It's got it's got the tube like penne, but it also has a corkscrew shape along with ridges on the outside. Very good. You started out with that explanation. I thought it was going to be like a typical you know high school exam where you're writing, you don't have a clue what you're talking about, but you make up words, <laughs> to, right? And you started out that way, but then you brought it home and you said exactly what it was. So that was good. <laughs> I've turned into a real pasta maker now, Chris. I'm I might actually proud. know what I'm talking about. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> so the decision is made. I'll focus on licensing Cascatelli. Chris thinks I'm making the right choice. It uncomplicated your life a little bit, right? In certain ways, that you would normally wouldn't be that way if you were going to get, you know, delve into this more and, and put it more on yourself. But the one thing that I really I loved was that you said it gives you more time to play tennis with your kids. And one day when you're, so I'm 58, my kids are grown. And one day you're going to look back and you're going to say, you know what? I'm really glad that I played tennis with them after work. 
You're not going to sit back and say, oh, I'm so glad I made all those extra boxes of pasta and I made all that money. You're not going to say that. You know, it's a dream of yours. You don't want to lose money because nobody wants to lose money. But if you can be profitable and still have your life, there's nothing better. With the decision made, I set out to explore opportunities. In July, I inked my first deal with Svolini. We did have a back-of-the-napkin type deal before, but this is a real contract. They'll be the only company allowed to sell a Semolina Cascatelli in the U.S. under the brand name Cascatelli by Sporkful. Outside of a potential gluten-free Cascatelli, nobody else in the U.S. will be able to use the Sporkful name and logo on the pasta. This will be the official, original Cascatelli. But as Chris Maldari suggested, there's potential for a few more licenses to round out the business. To complement Svolini, I'd like to find a partner that can sell Cascatelli at a lower price point. Svolini's pasta in the store is typically 6 or $7 a box, a lot more than most consumers are used to paying. There are a lot of reasons why Svolini costs more. They use high-quality American-grown semolina. They're a small company, so they're not doing as much volume. And they make pasta with bronze dyes and dry it slowly. And look, you can taste the difference. I've heard from so many of you who are like, I've never had pasta like this, and now I don't think I can go back. Still, the truth is that most mid-market grocery stores don't sell pasta that costs 6 or $7 a box. In some places, you can get a pound of pasta for 99 cents. If I want more pasta eaters to have access to Cascatelli, I have to find a way to get the price down and get it into some of those stores. But who to license it to? My friends keep saying I should talk to one of the big Italian companies that are in all the supermarkets, but I haven't heard from those folks, and I wouldn't really know where to start with them. Plus, people I've talked to in the industry say they aren't likely to take an idea from outside their company, let alone from an American. Maybe it makes more sense for me to license Cascatelli directly to a grocery store for their own private label store brand of pasta. As I'm learning, those pastas sell very well. Altogether, they're about a quarter of the entire U.S. pasta market. The thing that gives me pause is that I know the Sfolini guys aren't crazy about a private label Cascatelli. And I feel a lot of loyalty to them. They believed in this idea when nobody else did. They explain their concerns. Well, at Spallini, we've always tried to bring a premium product to market. So we we try to encourage people to buy more local, buy from the U.S., try to buy higher quality food that I think in the long run is better for everyone. But, you know, not everyone can always do that. Everyone has budgets they have to work with. But the private label pastas out there in the world can compete or hurt sales with you, with the brands that they're brought in. So it's, it's a constant struggle of managing private label products and and branded products. So, so, so you would be concerned that it might cut into sale into your sales. It, it definitely could. It's um, it can be mass produced on a bigger scale, which gets it down to a cheaper price point. I hear what Scott's saying, but the pasta market is big. Even when Spolini gets their new equipment, I don't know that they can meet the demands of everyone who might want to buy Cascatelli in the future. If I can get the shape into more people's mouths while maintaining a quality level, I'm happy with. Should I? At a summer barbecue, I take that question to my cousin, Carrie Moskowitz. I want to talk about the growing of your business, and I think you have it under control because I think Spongili, these people. Spolini. Spolini, that too. <laughs> Carrie is a savvy business person who works in the fashion industry. In fashion, she says there are designer clothes, and then there are more accessible options at a lower price. I think the best way to look at this is that your Spongili 
Goguli, <laughs> is the Barneys and the Net-A-Porte of pastas. And your license to, that are going to go to Wegmans, Public, Stop and Shop, everywhere else, where you're going to really start seeing profit and like everything will come out, that will be the Zara and the H&M of the world. It's like high-low. You have both in your cabinet and it is absolutely doable. Yeah. To be clear, those big supermarkets Carrie mentioned, I haven't talked to them. Those are her hypothetical examples who I could license to. But I get her point. The people who really, truly care about quality and brand name, they're going to continue to go to the designers. And I think people who are like very, very fine with the quality of their foods, which is, you know, one portion of people will probably only buy Spongili. Spolini. <laughs> but like, does that screw Spolini? No, it doesn't. And I'll tell you why. If they came to you and said, we want to be your exclusive producer with, you know, like we're the only one in the world that, and we will get you X amount of dollars. That would be one thing. But because they're a small company and are not able to churn it out and produce, you actually, as a businessman, are losing business. They, they can't they scale. They can't scale your business the way you want it to be scaled at this point. So now it's now it's time for you as a business owner and who's put their own money, time and effort, who wants to get it out to the rest of the world to start looking elsewhere. It's, it's the natural next step to growing a business. It's not a personal thing. It's business. Carrie suggests licensing to three stores to start. Add to that Sfolini, maybe a gluten-free one. And it's the same approach Chris Maldari suggested, a select group. And I think three out of all of the chains in this country feels like a nice, small, kind of humble start. And also being respectful of Svangeli. <laughs> I think Carrie is right. I decide I'll look into licensing Cascatelli for private labels more seriously. Coming up, I land my first deal, and it's a big one. Plus, I get started on another Cascatelli project with some help. And and how's mom holding up? <laughs> She's just very nervous about all of the responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> Stick around. And now, a delicious word from our sponsors. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, a business tripper, or a long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. They've got over 7,000 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels, and you will get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. I especially love those Cambria Hotels. They have locally inspired hotel bars with all kinds of specialty cocktails, downtown locations right in the center of all the action. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces. That way, if you're a business traveler, you'll be able to get all your work done. On-site restaurants, fantastic. And then at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles and great pools for the whole family and spacious rooms. I mean, if you have kids, you understand the importance of the pool. If you stay at a hotel with a pool... Almost nothing else matters. Fortunately, all the choice hotels take care of all the other stuff too, but I mean, a pool is a great start. Whatever kind of vacation you're going on, whatever kind of travel you're doing, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Recently, I went into my closet to try to get a collared shirt out, and it occurred to me that I don't think I have bought a new collared shirt in five years. I mean, every shirt in there was either 
really old or it had some kind of perma-stain situation or it probably never fit right in the first place, I got to freshen up a little bit here. It's time for something new, right? And spring is coming. Now is the time if you've been looking to refresh your wardrobe, home, or skincare and beauty routines this season. Because, you know, Walmart has genuinely surprising style finds that don't break the bank. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home, and beauty inspired by real life. Walmart. I freshened up my wardrobe. I got some nice dress shirts, a couple light hoodies. You know, you need light hoodies for the springtime. Very useful, very comfortable. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now. Or shop it all on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending, your style at Walmart. It's been chilly here in the Northeast lately, and we have been on a big grilled cheese dipped into tomato sauce kick here in the Pashman household. And I've been making the grilled cheese with Hero sliced bread. The kids like the Hero classic white bread. I like the Hero seeded bread. It's fluffy. The crust is just right. And I like that the slices are sliced just a little bit thicker than a lot of other sliced breads. You griddle it in butter. You add some cheese. You dip it in the soup. Phenomenal. And all the Hero breads are low in net carbs and they're high in fiber. All these Hero Breads are delicious and flavorful. They'll give you that soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouthwatering cheeseburger. So whether you're making homemade grilled cheese, BLT, maybe a you know, tuna melt sounds nice on some Hero seeded bread. I bet that would be really good. Maybe you're doing sliders on the Hawaiian rolls. Whatever it is, Hero has the bread for you. Don't give up being a breadhead. And Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use code SPORKFUL at checkout. That's code SPORKFUL at H-E-R-O dot C-O. I just got a very wonderful shipment of goodies from the folks at Reese's. And let me tell you something. These people remain the absolute worldwide leaders in bringing together chocolate and peanut butter. Of course, we know that peanut butter cups remain transcendent. But have you tried the Reese's Sticks? They're wafers with peanut butter in between each wafer, all coated in chocolate. I mean, the combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter just brings people joy, and the folks at Reese's do it better than anyone. So shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold. Welcome back to The Sporkful. I'm Dan Pashman. Recently on the show, I talked with Patty Hinich, host of Patty's Mexican Table on PBS. She spent a decade documenting Mexico's vast and varied food cultures. And in her own life, she's always navigated between worlds. First as a Jew growing up in Mexico, and then as a Mexican in America. It wasn't until I switched into cooking that I was finally able to make sense of all the pieces of myself. Did you know when you made that transition to food that that was part of what you were after? No, I was just hungry. I was just hungry. <laughs> In this show, Patty also takes a peek inside my fridge and reads it like a tarot card. She is just an absolute delight. It's a great conversation. It's up now. Check it out. Okay, back to the show. Boss Folini continues to work on getting the official Cascatelli into stores and restaurants, and I pursue some potential licensing deals. I'm also thinking about another Cascatelli project. Each year, Folini does holiday gift boxes. They want to do one for Cascatelli. We decide the featured attraction of the gift box will be a recipe booklet, like a paperback pocket guide type book with about 12 recipes. We'll call it the Cascatelli Companion. Now, you may recall that when Cascatelli first went on sale, I shared some dishes on Instagram that my mom made featuring the pasta. It was her improvising in the kitchen, taking inspiration from other recipes and adapting them to go with my shape. 
She did a cascatelli for springtime full of veggies and fresh herbs, cascatelli pasta salad with roasted tomatoes, cascatelli with shrimp scampi and toasted breadcrumbs. Those breadcrumbs are so good with this shape. They get in all the nooks and crannies. They add a great crisp. Anyway, now I've asked my mom to fine-tune and write down those recipes for the booklet. Every day she's testing a different one. It's a big job. So I give my parents a call to check in. I get my dad on the phone first. How do you think it's going so far? Oh, I like them all. And wait, which one was it last night you, you did? Last night uh, is mushrooms, cauliflower. No, the night before. Oh, oh the night before. <laughs> well, this is mushrooms and leeks and creme fraiche. Got it. Simple. Right. It's really good. And, and how's mom holding up? <laughs> She's just very nervous about all of the responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> well, she look. She's she's doing a lot. I mean, this is this is a bit. This has turned into a real project. Oh, it it definitely is a project. Sometimes she'll do like a a little bit of the prep earlier, like wash the mushrooms and stuff like that. But she doesn't really start doing things until later in the day, even early evening, and. Sometimes it takes a while. I mean, last night, <laughs> after it was all done and I had eaten it already, uh, mom was still fidgeting, you know, adding a little this, adding a little that. And I, since my responsibility in all this is to clean up, I, I finally said, if you're going to keep messing with that, I'm going upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'll let you go run your errands. You can put mom on now. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> How are you holding up? How's it going there? No, it's fine. I, you know, the cooking of it is, is easy for me, and it, it's fun. Um, the, the anxious part is writing it out in a way that you're going to be uh, happy with, and it's clear enough. And I'm just trying to figure out, because, you know, I don't follow a recipe exactly. There's like three different mushroom ragu recipes. Right. You're, you're an improviser. Plus, yes, plus seeing um, Kenji's picture. Right, Kenji posted. This is what inspired you. Kenji Lopez posted a picture of Cascatelli yeah. with mushroom ragu. Right, and you said that looks fantastic. I'm going to do my own version. No, well, I I was already planning to do mushrooms oh, okay. a long time ago. So, well, I'll tell Ken. And, I'll make sure Kenji knows that you had the idea first. Right, and you can also tell him that we. I disagree with how you prepare asparagus. <laughs> so, but. How did the cauliflower, bacon, and sage concept come? Delicious. Out? Yeah, uh, it's delicious. What made it so good? The cauliflower and the cascatelli is great together because the cauliflower sort of nestles into the curls. The bacon is just got great flavor and sage and Parmesan cheese. I mean, what could be bad? Right. The other thing that I found that um, dad was saying it's not saucy. This, when the stuff is warm, there's enough sauce. It's not sitting in a pool of sauce, but it's not dry. And one of the things that you can that works really well with cascatelli is to drizzle really good olive oil, you know, over the pasta as you serve it. Just to like moisten so it, it up just, a little. It moistens it. I also think you know that the pasta water is a, is a big thing depending on how much sauce you want. If you put the pasta water in and put the grated cheese in, and, and stir it around, it becomes creamy. Then you toss in the pasta and the veggies and the, you know, the uh, chunky pieces and uh, add a little more pasta water and some more cheese. And you've got like, it's a great sauce, save the pasta water and drizzle with good olive oil. Okay. 
I've, I've really been resolving lately. I it was so I never reserve the pasta water. I know it's a thing. It's like starchy, salty water that you can use to thicken yeah. your sauce. And I just like never think to do it. And just in the past few weeks, I've been trying to remember to do it. Yeah. Well, Dad once threw the pasta water out. Um, it was it was a capital offense. <laughs> And in fact, Suzanne and Boyer was they were here for dinner, and they said, "Okay, it's okay, Linda, really." <laughs> <laughs> they had to talk you off the ledge. They did. They did. Janie was trying to talk with you last night, and she said that that you said you couldn't talk because you were too stressed cooking. I just want to make sure that you're not too stressed. Oh, I didn't say stress. I just wanted to get it done. I, I mean, I played pickleball. I didn't get home till five thirty. I had the mushrooms washed. I happen to like to be in the kitchen at night. I don't mind, and, and it did take a little longer than I expected, uh, but that's sort of typical. So okay. no, I'm not stressed, sweetie. Okay. I'm good. I'm proud. Right, you're doing actually. great. The, the recipes look great. I'm so excited. Oh, good. Well, I hope I write them out clearly enough and you approve. All Thanks. right. Love you. Okay. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. In addition to the recipes my mom is developing, the folks at Spolini are coming up with a few of their own for the booklet, including a double pork ragu. Janie is fine-tuning her cascatelli mac and cheese, which is phenomenal. That's also one that uses breadcrumbs to fantastic effect. And the cookbook author Andrea Wynn is adapting her Mapo tofu spaghetti recipe specifically for cascatelli. That is my favorite way to have it. As summer turns to fall, it seems the gift box is under control. But how are things at Spolini? Well, all that new equipment they were expecting in November is now supposed to arrive in February. And they're still struggling to hire new staff. But as of October 1st, the wait for Cascatelli is down to just two weeks. And people are still ordering. We even seem to be getting some repeat customers. People who devoured four or eight pounds of Cascatelli and are ready to get their hands on more. And then we get the news we've all been waiting for, hoping for, about Spolini's Cascatelli by Sporkful getting into stores. For the big announcement, here's Scott. Well, we know for sure that we will be in the fresh market starting uh, the date I was given was October 8th. We should be on the shelf. <sighs> Scott is very good at running a pasta company, but as a hype man, he could use some help. Engineer Jared, please prepare our monster truck rally announcer settings. For this big announcement, I was thinking we'd go with something a little more like this. October 8th. <laughs> In the fresh market, market, market. Get ready for Cascatelli! Y'all ready for this? The fresh market is similar to Whole Foods. They already carry other Sfolini pastas, and they tend to be a bit faster to pick up new items. So Scott targeted them early. They have 170 locations up and down the eastern half of the U.S., so this feels like a really big deal. And Scott says this will give us a chance to establish a track record in stores. If Cascatelli does well in fresh market, we can take that sales data to other chains. Next, I asked Steve, who you'll recall is a trained chef, about the efforts to get Cascatelli in restaurants. What are his chef friends telling him? Yeah, everyone's been asking me to send them pasta for sure. People I haven't heard from in a long time have been reaching out, but... Uh... Uh, everyone's coming out of the woodwork for old Chef Steve now, huh? <laughs> no, uh, not for me, it's for Cascatelli. <laughs> well, that that must feel good, though. Yeah, I mean, I think people got, you know, people are excited to, to try it. We have, you know, sent some samples out to some of our chef friends. We've had good response. Good, good. One saying is, uh, 
it's not as gimmicky as I thought. It's actually really good. It's kind of been the like consistent response. So Cascatelli will soon be in restaurants. In fact, I handpicked a few places around the country to get it first. Last week, it made its debut at Luella's Southern Kitchen in Chicago. Chef Darnell there, he's making a crawfish carbonara with cascatelli. I shared a video of it. It looks ridiculous. Now, it'll still be a month or two before restaurant distributors start to stock it and you'll see it on more menus. Follow me on Instagram and I'll let you know about all the restaurants and smaller shops that have it when it happens. Meanwhile, I am still working on Europe. I'll keep at it. And if you're a European pasta company, call me. So this big cruise ship is turning. At times it feels like it's taking forever. Then I remind myself that the pasta just went on sale less than eight months ago. As I'm learning in this industry, that's nothing. My baby is still a baby. But it's hard not to wish the time away, you know? Wondering who little Cascatelli will take to prom, where they'll be when I'm old and gray. I was curious what Steve and Scott see for themselves when they look into the future. Where would you love to see Spolini in five or ten years? I would love to see Spolini have the equal coverage all around the United States that we do on the East Coast right now. We have a lot of people that uh, we know are excited about the pastas we produce here. And it's just to manage. It's a matter of working out the logistics to get it to everyone around the country, which takes time. And so having a pasta like Cascatelli is definitely helping that. And the excitement around it is just creating a, it makes more people aware of us and enables us to get a, a, our distribution out there more quickly. Well, I can tell you one thing that I've heard from a lot of folks who have tried it is they're like, I've never tasted pasta like this. Yes, some of the reaction to Cascatelli is that it's a really good shape, but some is also just that people haven't eaten a pasta of this quality before. My hope for you guys is that you someday create a high-end pasta market in America. Like in the same way that like Grey Goose and Patron created like a high-end vodka and tequila. Like tequila used to be like motor oil. You know, it was like you you bought Jose Cuervo, it was $20 for a bottle. And then Patron came along and said, we're going to charge 45 And everyone said, you're crazy. And they said, well, taste it. And then now look at, you know, George Clooney, him and his buddies started a high-end tequila brand. Four years later, they sold it for literally a billion dollars. That doesn't happen without Patron creating the category first. That is what I hope for Svolini. I'll take some of the George Clooney looks and money, too. <laughs> That's very noble of you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that it would involve any exchange of looks. Just we're all on the same page here. Probably not. I mean, <laughs> one can hope, though. Yeah. Or I guess I'd, I'd have enough money I could find somebody to make me look like them. That's, there you go. All right. Well, that, so now we really know where you want to be in 10 years. On a yacht somewhere with George Clooney's face. <laughs> <laughs> While Steve and Scott work out their plan for high-end pasta domination and face transplants, some more news breaks. On October 4th, my phone starts blowing up. My social media is blowing up. What is it? To eat it with. We also have the cascatelli, which is which kind of looks like these beautiful waterfalls. The ridges are like really thick and it eats really, really well. This clip is from the Trader Joe's podcast. Yes, Trader Joe's has a podcast. I didn't know the announcement was coming, but it's true. My second licensing deal to date is with Trader Joe's. Their version of Cascatelli will be made in Italy with a bronze dye sold under their brand name like pretty much all their products. It'll be in stores early next year. When this news goes public, it's a very strange feeling. I bring it up on a walk with Janie. 
So in the Trader Joe's podcast yesterday, they mentioned very briefly in passing that they're going to have Cascatelli. And it's like, you know, so many people are reaching out. They're like, this is so exciting. Congratulations. They keep congratulating me. Obviously, I'm super excited. But like, is it weird? Like, part of me kind of feels a little bad about it. Like, yes, I put in three years of work and whatever. It was a long thing that I was very invested in. But like, there's people who spent 10 years and it's their, it's their whole life's work to create a food. To, you know, to have, someday have the opportunity to like have it at a major store like Trader Joe's. It's like a product version of like imposter syndrome. Like, do I deserve this? You yeah. Know? Is it but weird for me that I feel that way? I guess it's not weird. I mean, I don't think you should feel that way because you worked hard and you have a good product and like, you know, it's a little bit of luck and a little bit of, you know, it's a combination of everything, but, but you put in the time and the research, you know. All right, so we can celebrate. Yeah, definitely. When this Trader Joe's news breaks, the Sfolini guys are gracious. Steve calls me up to say congratulations. He knows what a big deal this is. Then, just a couple days later, the whole family piles into the car. It's time for a trip to the fresh market. All right. Okay, ready? Ready? All right. Here we are. Let's do it. Let's find some cascatelli. Okay. The fam and I drive out to Smithtown on Long Island, about 20 minutes from our house. That's the closest location to where we live. This is pasta and sauces right here. We know this other stuff. I found it. You found it? Yeah. Oh, my God. There it is. Bow to the cascatelli. There it is. It's in an actual store. The girls are bowing to the cascatelli. You don't need to bow to the cascatelli. (laughs) It's really exciting to see cascatelli on the shelf. And also just kind of surreal because it's something I pictured in my head so many times over the last few months. And now it's right there in front of me. But it's also a bit of a reality check to see it tucked away, just two boxes facing out, one of literally thousands of products in this big store. How many people walk by every day without even noticing it? Now, the question for the family is, how many do we buy? Do we wipe them out to drive up the sales figures? Or, since I can get them whenever I want, do we take none to leave them for others? In the end, I tell the girls they can each buy one box. Uh, thank you. Janie's restocking. She's pulling the ones in the back up to the front. I was about to do well, that. Only two left. So it's a big, like... Only two how left. Many do you want to... Well, they may have more in the stack yeah. room, but... I, 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 I want people to be able to them, get it. I wonder when, how many were bought already. What, uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts on seeing Cascatelli on the shelves for the first time? <laughs> it's, like, uh, cool because it's, like, you know, it feels like it's, like, a real, real pasta now. Some real street cred. It's very cool, but I can't really explain it like Becky and Mama did, but it's cool. Well, I'll take it. Thank you. It's your pasta. What do you think about seeing it on the store for the first time? Honestly, the thing that's, that makes it most special is like coming here with you guys and seeing that you're excited. That, that's what makes me happiest. <laughs> Would you be upset if I got some bucatini? It's on sale. <laughs> So yes, folks, Cascatelli is now available at all Fresh Market locations. Go to thefreshmarket.com to check out their store locator and find one near you. Of course, you'll always get the best price on Sfolini's website, and the wait there is down to just a couple weeks. 
That's also where you'll find our limited edition Cascatelli holiday gift box, which is on sale as of today. You get four boxes of Cascatelli, the recipe booklet, aka my mom's magnum opus, and a very cute dish towel that says, put some Cascatelli in my belly. Order it this week and you should get it in time for Hanukkah, definitely in time for Christmas. Order now at Sfolini.com. That's S-F-O-G-L-I-N-I.com. If you want more regular updates on where to find Cascatelli, what stores and restaurants are starting to carry it, follow me on Instagram at The Sporkful. And subscribe to our newsletter at sporkful.com slash newsletter. Thank you so much for your support. Next week on the show, I sit down with vegan cookbook author Bryant Terry. People have lots of different reasons for going vegan. Bryant was inspired by the Boogie Down production song, Beef. Now, after writing five cookbooks, he says his latest one is his last. Find out why, hear that conversation next week. While you wait for that one, check out our recent episodes featuring Patty Hinich and Patty LaBelle. Two doses of Patty. Check them out. This show is produced by me along with senior producer Emma Morgenstern and producer Andres O'Hara. Our editor is Tracy Samuelson. Additional editing by Abigail Keel, Gianna Palmer, and McKenna Smith. The show is mixed by Jared O'Connell. The Mission Impossible theme song is by Andrea Christensdottir. With additional music help from Black Label Music. The Sporkful is a production of Stitcher. Our executive producers are Peter Clowney and Daisy Rosario. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. And I'm Julia from Singapore, reminding you to eat more, eat better, and eat more better. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 